Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that doors are now open for our signature accelerator program. We are doing a major deal for this promo period where you get Critical Care Academy's CCRN review course absolutely for free as a bonus if you join us before May 4th. Our signature program is special because it's a one-time investment for lifetime access. There are no recurring fees. We want you to start this process early. So if you're in nursing school or if you are just starting the school search process, this is absolutely perfect for you. We walk you through picking schools, writing your resume, making sure you have all those boosters to make you stand out. We've got over 20 hours of video lessons along with an entire downloads vault of swipe files and templates. And of course, over 50% of the program is interview prep. We have five on-demand mock interviews. And then of course, a huge part of this is every month we have office hours where you can bring your questions and get answers. We have essay office hours with our expert developmental editor, Dr. Diane Katie. We have group mock interview practice labs, ad hoc guest speakers like SRNAs, and other faculty. It really is a comprehensive program. And once you are in, you are in for life. You can head to the CRNAclub.com to check it out. And again, the CCRN review course as a bonus that ends on May 4th. So if you are on the fence, shoot me a DM at the CRNA club. I am hanging out there, but otherwise let's jump into today's episode. What is up? It is a new year and I am here for it. I love the fresh start that the new year brings. I love getting a new planner. I love mapping out my goals for the year. Do I meet them all? Absolutely not. Do I put pressure on myself to sometimes do things that are probably unachievable? Yeah, but it's not the end of the world. I try to stretch myself and create a vision for the next 12 months that gets me excited. And I know if you are listening to this podcast, then you are one of those people. You are my people. You are here trying to get into CRNA school. You do the same thing. So I was reflecting as I was working with my accelerator students and going through all of the things that I suggest that they do and working through creating personalized custom roadmaps for everybody because, you know, everybody's story is different. Everybody, everybody's history is different, right? So really my goal in the accelerator is to help you figure out what is going to work for you and your own timeline. And I just want to remind you, don't compare yourself to Bobby's sister's mother's cousin's friend who you read on an outdated 2013 Reddit thread that they got into CRNA school by doing XYZ with a GPA of this and a GRE score of this, right? Like, don't compare yourself to everybody. Do Keep doing what you're doing, listening to podcasts, doing research from reputable sources who are trying to help you, right? None of, none of these anonymous people on allnurses.com threads. You are in the right spot. You are doing the right things. Keep showing up keep being a part of this safe space to ask questions. You know, I always try to answer people when they message, when you message me in the DMs or if you send me an email, I always try to help you. And whether you are an application accelerator student of mine or if we have never met, I treat everybody the same. 
of course, I'm going to give my students more attention and more of the inside deets, right? Because they are my people. But I just want you to know that you are welcome and I am always here to try and help you. I don't want you to be led down a road and led astray by bad advice. So that's kind of segueing into the topic of this episode. I sort of lost my train of thought there, but segueing into the topic of today, which is if I was applying to CRNA school again, here are the five things that I would do differently. You've heard me say over and over again that it's competitive. Applicants are doing many things to set themselves apart, right? So at a certain point, like how are you going to be different? And that's one of the things that we try to help you discern, communicate, how to develop that story, right? And part of the strategy of working with us and the strategy that you're learning by being here. So here are the five things that I would do differently if I was applying to CRNA school again. And number one is I would shadow, I would shadow again, and I would do more shadowing. So for a couple of reasons, competitive applicants have close to 40 hours and truly the more you can shadow, the more you're going to get a deeper understanding of the profession, the more CRNAs you're going to meet and connect with. And they know people. They might know people who are in programs. They're going to know SRNAs. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I have a friend who graduated from this program that you're looking to apply to. Let me shoot him a text and see if I can connect you guys. Right? So, you're just going to just be exposed to more CRNAs. You're going to get to hear different perspectives. You're going to build connections. And with all programs being doctorate degree programs now, that's three years of your life. You better bet your booty that the admissions committee is going to try to suss out how much you know about the CRNA profession and how much you know about three years of rigorous schooling because they want to make sure that you are committed. And if you tell them, I shadowed 36 hours and spoke with many CRNAs and had wonderful experiences asking them questions, learning about the pros and cons of the profession, and you're able to communicate that clearly, they are going to feel more confident in your ability to push through the tough times during the program. So that is the first thing. Shadow, shadow, and more shadowing. Get as close to 40 hours if you can. And I know that's really tough. I know it's a tough thing to try and find people to shadow. But that's why I suggest you go to your state's AAMA meeting. You guys, I cannot beat this dead horse enough. The amount of students that come up to me and tell me, hey, I went to this state's AAMA meeting. I met the assistant director of the program that I'm applying to. And they were like, oh, I'm excited to see you for an interview. Oh, well, great. I look forward to your application. Not only that, but then you meet CRNAs and be like, hey, I really am looking for some shadow experience. Would you or do you know anybody who you can connect me with that I could shadow? Boom. Done. Okay? So I know it's awkward. I know it's uncomfortable. But literally, you guys, nobody cares. Like, you walk into a room and you're going to feel like everybody is staring at you being like, oh my gosh, who is this person? Literally, nobody cares, right? Like, get over it. You're going to be uncomfortable your entire time in CRNA school. When you are going to a new rotation, you know, every other month in your programs, when you start off as a CRNA, like 
Your ego needs to die. Your ego needs to be deceased. Buckle up, buttercup, and let's do it, okay? If you want to get into CRNA school, we got to be assertive. We got to make some moves. We got to stop being feeble. Do not mistake this little rant here for, hey, you need to be cocky. I'm talking about being humble, but yet assertive, okay? Let's put in the work here. All right, let me get off my little mini soapbox there. The first one, shadow, shadow, and more shadowing. Number two, I would I would get research experience. Now, all CRNA programs are now doctorate level degrees. This means that you have to do some sort of research project, whether or not that's an individual project or a group project. That depends on the program. Most of them are going to be group projects, but They are, these programs are more competitive than ever, right? And it's going to look excellent if you have an understanding of the research process or if you have research experience. Now, I am not saying you need to be a published author. That is really difficult. But what I am saying is that, hey, how can you get a deeper understanding of the research process? Well, you can take a research class. You can take statistics because You're going to be doing a lot of statistics when you do your research project. But also, you can collect data. Check with your hospital. If you were at a big teaching institution, I a thousand percent guarantee you that there is research going on. If you are taking, if you're retaking any science classes or graduate level courses, ask your professors and see if they need help with any research projects, if they need a research assistant, if they have contacts in the research department. Ask the residents on your unit if they need any help with any data collection or anything like that. So that is, so that's number two. I would try my best to get some research experience. Number three, I would be very, I would be very assertive about reaching out to programs. Some of my most successful students who do not have high GPAs at all. I'm talking 2.9 undergrad GPAs. The ones that are successful are the ones that go out of their way and try to be very assertive about connecting with people at the schools they're applying to and assertive in reaching out to programs. You guys, you have nothing to lose. If you don't reach out to anybody, you're, it's already like a rejection just by not doing anything, right? Like if you send an email and if you ask to schedule a call, if you ask if they do transcripts reviews, you're giving your opportunity, you're giving yourself an opportunity for a yes. By not asking, you already have a no. So let's just send an email. And that is why I suggest to people that their resume be one of the very first things that they, they work on even if you're six months out. Because if you have that resume together, you can send it to people like us and say, hey, can you take a look at this? You can send it to programs and be like, hey, can you take a look at my resume and my transcripts and let me know anything else I can do to be more competitive? If you don't have that resume together, what are you going to show them? You can show them your transcripts, but that's not an entire picture of who you are as an applicant. Your grades are only one piece of the puzzle. So get your resume together and be assertive about reaching out to programs. And I'm not going to lie, you might not get a response, right? They probably have a ton of people emailing them. 
But you need to be checking if they have open houses, if they have virtual chat hours, if they have webinars. Show up, get your name in there. Start to get familiar with the assistants, working the front desk, managing those inboxes, right? You got to just have as many touch points as you can because, because, because they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this Taylor person. Oh, yeah, this, this Carl J. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, remember, he messaged me multiple times in the past. Let me, let me get back to him. So, be assertive, reach out to programs. And you know what? Like, I don't know the answers. If you ask me, hey, does this school count this as a science grade? Uh, like, do you think that this is going to count towards this requirement? I literally do not know. I can tell you from experience what I can best guess. I can tell you in the past, what I have heard from that program, I can tell you if I know any SRNAs who went there. At the end of the day, it is your responsibility to reach out to the program and find out these answers yourself. I can give you as many tools that I can. I've spent hours looking up each program. I have spent hours talking to students. I will give you everything I know. Definitely ask me. But if I don't know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make something up. I'm be like, hey, you need to reach out and ask them because I am not 100% sure. And I would hate to tell you the wrong information. Okay. So let's, let's reach out to programs and ask them questions directly. Number four, I would start on my essay a lot earlier if I was applying to CRNA school again. Now, with applicants being more competitive than ever, it's going to come down to your essay. You guys all are going to have good grades. You guys are going to all have retaken classes. You're going to all have volunteered and have shadow hours and certifications, right? What is it going to come down to? It's going to come down to your essay, number one, because that is what's going to score you the interview. And then number two, it's going to come down to your interview, right? But we need to score you that interview first. So that is going to be through your essay. Not only does your essay need to leave an impression, but they are going to be judging your ability to write. Like I said, all programs, doctor degrees, you need to do that research project writing. There's tons of writing. There's a greater emphasis being placed on your ability to write. So my recommendation to you is to start your essays three months before the application deadline. Because likely you're going to be doing a ton of stuff. You're going to be working. You're going to be studying for your CCRN, studying for your GRE if you have to take it. You're going to be taking extra certifications. Three months is going to give you time to where you are not rushing it, to where you are going to be able to go through three iterations of this. We are not writing at the undergraduate level. We are writing at the, we need to see your ability to write at the doctorate level, right? I did a big research project when I graduated. As my program was getting ready to transition to doctorate, we were all doing research projects. And there is a lot of writing involved, right? And the people who struggled were the people who could not write. Now, I'm not, if you're, if you're, if you struggle with writing, don't freak out. What I am saying is that your essay is important. You need to have people reading that and looking over that. If you are coming to us and say the dead and saying the deadline for my application is due in a month and you come with it to an, us with an essay, that is going to be difficult. We're probably going to be able to give you like, one reiteration of that, maybe two, but it's going to be rushed, right? And it's going to depend on how quickly you can turn around and take our edits. Three months is a good time 
for you to start working on. You are going to have to answer some really tough questions, possibly. What are you going to study for your, your DNP? What do, what is there, what issue is the CRNA profession facing right now? And how do you think that you can contribute to a solution to that issue? These aren't just very basic questions like, oh, why do you want to choose this program? Yeah, granted, some of them might be. Some of them might be, why do you want to become CRNA? But really, to have a well-rounded answer, you need to be touching on a couple of different things that give your essay depth, okay? So three months before your application deadline, go through a couple of reviews of your essay with someone, preferably us, shameless plug. But in all seriousness, your essay is your chance to highlight and call out all of your best assets and really make an impression. So the admissions committee wants to meet you in person. You want them to read your essay and be like, dang, I got to hear more from this person. Interview. I want to meet them. Interview. Okay. So that's number four. I would start on my essays a lot earlier. And number five, last but not least, I would spend more time doing school research. And so when I was applying to CRNA programs, I mainly chose programs in cities that I could see myself living in and that had a prestigious name. I did not go to a big undergraduate school and I feel like it was my own complex I had to work through. But I was like, oh, I didn't have the college experience I wanted. Blah, blah, blah. I was in nursing school and it wasn't a big school. Like, whatever. But I only applied to like these big name universities. And that's what I cared about. I cared about that vanity metric. It doesn't matter. When you go to CRNA school, it does not matter the name of the school as far as like, how do I say this in a way? Um, it, it doesn't, like just because you go to like a big name program, like big name school, doesn't mean their CRNA program is the best fit for you. Yes, there are very well-known CRNA programs. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about like, oh, I need to go to like an Ivy League name CRNA program. Um, those are great programs. I'm not like bashing those, but I am just saying that once you graduate from CRNA school, as long as the program you went to has a good reputation and you got good clinical experience, it doesn't really matter for your job. Like a employer isn't going to say, oh, how you like, okay, if you went to one of the best CRNA programs in the country, absolutely, that's going to look good. But CRNA managers, they want to hire people who have good people skills, who, yes, are, are smart and have good clinical skills, but they want to hire people who are going to fit in with the team, who can work with surgeons, who can work with other CRNAs. They care about interpersonal relationships. In my department, we have CRNAs who graduated from like tons of different programs some of them small programs some of them big programs it doesn't matter so much as like when you were an undergrad and you felt that like real sense of pride like oh i went to like whatever whatever school so uh if i could go back in time and if i could give any advice to you i would research class size tuition clinical sites the types of experiences their students get I would find a program that had a really strong peripheral nerve block rotation and that had a sim lab and that had a cadaver lab and that had multiple, that had at least, you know, some all CRNA rotation sites that maybe taught you about billing. Now, I'm not saying this magical school exists where they check all these boxes, but I would definitely 
look into the types of experiences that you're getting in programs versus just the name of the program is my point. I want a really roundabout way of saying that. You can use our CRNA school database to help you find programs. You can filter by class size, tuition, all that good stuff is in there. And we worked really hard this past year to get the price down for that. Um, Listen to feedback from you guys. That is now $27 and you get that in our shop. I'll link it below. But spend some time doing school research. See if you can find SRNAs who go there. See if you can talk to faculty, right? Attend open houses. Do some research there. The other thing to consider is if you are going to be moving out of state, like, you know, if say you can choose any program in the country, you're like, I don't care. I'll move anywhere, wherever I get and I'll go. One thing to consider is that you're going to get job offers from the rotation sites that you rotate through. That's going to be your path of least resistance. That's going to be the easiest transition for you. So if you know that you want to live in a couple of certain states when you graduate, maybe consider looking at those states. Like, for example, if you know you want to end up in California, if your family is in California, whatever it may be, look at the schools in California because you're going to be rotating through those clinical sites. They're going to be, it's, it's a constant job interview when you're a student. I can tell you when we have students rotate through our facility, we're like, hey, what do you think? You like them? We don't like talk crap about them, but we're like, hey, what do you like? Do you like them? Should we like pursue offering them a job here? Now, that's not to say that you can't get a job in a different state from when you graduated. Absolutely not. Many, many, many people, many of my classmates moved to different states and got jobs immediately. It's, it's not that big of a thing, but it's just something to have on your radar. So in general, wrapping this up here, if there's one thing that I could drive home to you listening to this, if there's one takeaway from anything I've ever said, it's to get started on your plan, your application process, creating your own personalized roadmap early. Map it all out. Map out your timeline early because life happens, right? You get busy. You get tired. You want to take a trip. You want to enjoy your life. You know, curveballs get thrown at you. You don't want to be rushing to put your application together in just six months. So when is a good time to start? Well, if you're a senior graduating nursing school soon, perfect. If you're just graduated and you're getting started in the ICU, perfect. We want to see at least about a year of planning in advance. So if you're looking for help developing a strategy or a plan, or you simply just need guidance, reach out to us. We are rolling out our strategy intensives where we can help you and take a look holistically at the bigger picture of who you are as an applicant, what you've got going on, and help kind of create you your own customizable like strategy or plan, right? Also, we have our signature program, Application Accelerator, and that we created to help you walk through every step of the application process and give you guidance and all of the insight that we've learned along the way. So you can check that out. And last shameless plug here, if you're looking for schools, you can check out our CRNA school database where you can filter, find and narrow down CRNA programs that are a good fit for you. It's really cool and I'm obsessed with it. Anyway, that is all I have for you today, 2023. Let's go. Let's get it done. All right. I'll talk to you next time.